0: Please take your seats
1: quickly, you. G'day, everyone, and welcome to another Chewing the Bat podcast. My name is Jack, and I'm gladly joined by now, I guess, co host. I'm not sure. Ooh, can Ooh. we call him a co host? <laughs> Swizzle, Swizzle, how you going? Good, good. Good to be back. Yep, another a lot happening. A lot happening in the tournament. There past, is a lot happening week uh, or so. I feel as though in the tennis world, anyway, everyone kind of hypes over the Australian Open and there's a bit of a lull coming into the American swing and some few, a few European tournaments. Definitely the Australian supporters that got hyped over the Australian Open. They don't even know what tennis is anymore. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no They're gearing idea. up for 11 months' time. For, for January Anything 14 else, again, yeah. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of tennis happening, which we'll get to. Um, there's a lot of other sports happening as well. A lot of cricket domestically. The rugby league is about to kick off again, which I'm very keen about. Yeah, I bet, mate. A bit I of bet. a bit of a mix up too from the tennis. A bit of a you know tennis hangover from January. It is, so it's it good to get a bit. Uh, yeah, massive mix of sport, but. We're going to kick things off with a, a little bit
0: of a game. Well, a sport or game
1: is what I'm going to call it. Is that the, is that the title of it?
0: That's the title of it. Sport or game,
1: that, and that's the premise. That's
0: the premise. <laughs> okay. As advertised, it's easy. <laughs> so, mate, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a couple of, a couple of different sports slash games. Start easy. You got to tell me if it's a sport or a game. Do you want an explanation, or do you just want? Me I to do, do want a little bit of a justification as to why you've made the decision. Okay, it's uh, it's easy. Starting off with.
1: What do you think about soccer? Football. Is that a sport or a game? (laughs) That's a a fully-fledged sport, mate. I'd agree. I'd agree. Can be a game, though. Schoolyard game. Yeah.
0: Even then, I'd say it's a sport. It's a sport. That's the easy one. That's the easy one.
1: Next up, golf. I think that's a sport. Justify it for me. Um, So there's a degree of athleticism and required uh, in terms of, you know, ripping the ball, driving it. There's a degree of mental concentration. And there's also a shit ton of prize money on the line. Understood. Sport.
0: Understood. Sport, okay. Okay, I'll pay that. Next up. Pickleball.
1: <laughs> I had an inkling this was coming. Sport or game? <laughs> See, it's it started off as a game. But due to the... The hype it's generated, the money it's generated, the sponsors, ex-tennis players now converting to the sport. Yeah, Jack Sock is now. <laughs> so, I'm going sport. Sports. It's ga- it's a, yeah, all, a sport. It's a game that transcended, transcended to be a sport. Interesting. Interesting. And the money's incredible now. The money is incredible. That's It's one of the, you know, if you were to... It's actually coming over to Oz.
0: I don't know if you've seen a few of the boys here have started to get into pickleball taking sterling over. for one oh yeah he's ripping it shout out to rob sterling well yeah sport just just but it's on the
1: it's upward trending into sport so that could very easily trend back into a game then is what you're saying yeah but i don't think i don't see it trending back into a game i think it's you just think gonna it's fully fledged uh, yeah. it's a sport now it, yep okay
0: interesting interesting next up bowling <laughs>
1: These are getting tougher. <laughs> These are getting very tough. Bowling, it's a tough one because bowling to me, it's for me, it's a recreational activity. It is. Have a few drinks, have a bowl, mm. a few strikes. If you're good, a couple turkeys. Yeah. yeah. If you're lucky. <laughs> if you're lucky. Three in a row. Um, I'm going to say it's as athletically enduring as golf. Surely not, mate. Not in terms of duration. Gotta walk
0: eighteen holes. Not in terms you, of duration, but to I'm, in, in, in to terms
1: the... of shot for shot. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go. It's it's a sport, but just it's a sport. <laughs> just. Mate. Mate, okay. Just, I'll have to have have a look into the monetary side of things in the 10-pin in bowling. I don't know if it's there, to be honest. It used to be, I think. I oh, don't okay. know anymore. Um, it could be. Okay. It's the first one to put into the game category. Oh, okay. You, okay. Know, you know, respect to the bowlers out there, though. Yeah, this, this one I'm interested in. Darts. Darts. Oh, geez, this darts. Is, this is my final one. Yeah, okay. Well, this is another thing that in recent years has gained a bit of traction to the... To the sporting community that didn't really invest enough time into darts a few years ago. Mm. Whether it's because of marketing, uh, advertisement, or it's just getting more entertaining. The darts (laughs) is just getting good. Boys are just drinking. and... And the money to be made in darts is pretty good, I've heard. Really? Yeah, if you're at the top end of it. There's this young guy at the moment. I forget his. I'm, I'm gonna have to Google it. He's been. Um, he's 17. He's just come onto the World Darts League into the scene, and he's doing some damage. And he's a overweight gamer, of course, that just plays darts in his spare time. It's like a fairy tale story. And yeah, he's been doing really well. On on that really quick, just a segue to a, a little
0: bonus one. I hesitate to call it esports, but gaming. Do you class that as a sport? No, I think that just sits as eSport. So that's a sport? Or are you calling it a game? Oh, activity. It's gaming. Activity. <laughs> <laughs> it's sub sport. Something you sub-game. do in your downtime. <laughs> um,
1: but darts, oh, geez, once again, like it's started off for me as a game mm. or an activity. Obviously, the darters out there know it's a sport. But to me, it's become more of a sport. Wow. Wow. I didn't expect that, Jack. Like, yeah, I, I really like watching the darts. <laughs> I've never been to a darts match before, but I, gee, I'd, I'd love to. I'd go. It'd I would great. love. Maybe it's more of, like, if, if you didn't want to classify it as a sport, you could just maybe classify it as, like, entertainment. Right. Gotcha. For, for, my, for the physical viewer.
0: My, cla- my classification on these, personally, is a sport is something where you can make up for your lack of skill with your athletic ability. Soccer or vice versa. Yeah, vice versa. Lack like of athletic ability with skill. Yeah, agree. Okay. I agree. You can you can do more soccer. Tick. Golf. Tick. tick. Pickleball. Uh, yeah. Like a. Yeah. I'd give you a maybe.
1: Yeah. Bowling. I don't know. Well, pickleballs a maybe. I put bowling almost on top of pickleball in terms of putting it into a sport because if I know, have you could be a rubbish body, tennis player if, that goes if, to play pickleball and you're playing unbelievably. Agree. Whereas you can't do that with but bowling. if I have someone else over the other side of the net that is
0: as equally as skilled as me, but fitter, they probably win, right?
1: In pickleball? In pickleball. Yeah, probably. Most lo- mostly, most most, Yeah.
0: It puts the edge over them. So I'd, I'd say, okay, sport. Okay, sport. Right. Bowling. If you are me are bowling and you're fitter than me, I don't know. But skill. S- yeah, sure. But the, the fitness needs to come into it. I don't know if bowling... I'd almost say bowling's a game. Darts... Mate, they're there drinking beers. Yeah, but the skill. They're literally on the TV well, in front of everybody, <laughs> smashing beers yes. between shots. Yes. Is. There is no athleticism or anything outside of the skill. That's it. it.
1: And if you classify the skill as a part of being a sport, like we do in golf, yeah, but the athleticism or the physicality needs to be able to mm, make up for one. your lack of skill. <laughs> it is a toughie. <laughs> Could argue about this today, mate. Sport, give it to me. They're all sports. I love it. It's all entertainment. Um, well, let's move on to a real sport. Tennis. Tennis. That's a real sport. That's a real sport. Um, starting off, it's like you like you said before. It's there's a lot going on. Like heaps. Like heaps going on. Yeah. ATP, WTA, two fifties, five hundreds. A couple of little side stories outside with some investments and money coming in from
0: Ooh. certain areas of the planet. <laughs> Quite controversial. Very ones. Very controversial ones.
1: <laughs> got the gardeners coming. A little,
0: little background noise there. <laughs> um, but uh, no, heaps happening at the moment. Um, we have got a couple of players in form, a couple of players not in form. Yep. But uh, I guess over in the states at
1: the moment, we've had Tommy Paul. Tommy Paul doing um like really good things over in the states. Make two back to back finals, winning one. Mm. Um, mm. getting up over Giron. Marcus Giron in yeah, Dallas, in, Del- in Dallas, and then and losing to Fritz, then in the final Fritz. in yeah. uh, Delray. Yeah, so a littered draw. I was, I think, I was looking at, I think the Delray draw, or the Dallas draw, quarterfinals was Americans and Aussies, Rinky and Jordan Thompson included awesome. in them. So yeah. yeah, really good. Obviously, as a home, like a tournament in America, you'd expect a lot of the Americans there.
0: The Americans always tend to do well in America, to be honest.
1: Similar to the Aussies here yeah. in the Aussie swing, yeah, so it ma- makes fair. sense. Which is fair. Um, and then obviously coming into Indian Wells and Miami, the thousands coming up very shortly, which, yes. like we talked about last week, has a slam vibe yeah, about it. mini em. slams. Mini slams. And
0: few things kind of on the line as well. Like Novak is looking to take over the most weeks at number one. Is it most consecutive? Most consecutive? Most consecutive weeks at number one over Roger. Wow. Oh, no, sorry. It's oldest world number one. That's what it is. Oh, no, please. Oh, I know, right? Please. Roger Roger got it, was it 20, 2018? F- yeah,
1: a f- fair few years ago now. But, like, geez, the longer it's he stays va- there, he's it's just ticking
0: off. a 99% chance that he holds to it long enough. There yeah. is only a 1% chance, depending on results, that he loses the number one ranking. Before I think it's the Indian Wells. So obviously he has to lose in a couple of first rounds, which is not going to no happen. I, mean, I don't think he needs to play anything no. to be honest.
1: Um, but looking at the rankings, and we'll get to Sinner later. Like he's nipping at the heels. He is. He is. He had a good win. Yeah. Not not many not many points to defend no, coming no. up. No. Alcaraz losing some points coming up, so there's going to be a bit of an overtake. I think I think in the next couple of weeks with Sinner maybe dropping above Alcaraz, then nipping at the heels of Jocko. Well, I was a little bit after the was like Sinner. I mean, winning your first
0: Slam. There's always that like huge relief, all that hard work for the past twenty or yeah. twenty-one years, and then there's only a lull. Sinner's come back on and is actually ready to fourteen play. He's wins still straight. Hungry. Yeah, yeah still coming hungry. out of the to Play
1: ball. Anyway, um, anyway, we'll come to Rotterdam because there's a lot to talk about after the final of Rotterdam with Sinner and Dimina in the final. But other news on the women's side of things. I think you were saying to me the other day that. There's been about six or seven uh WTA like two hundred fifties, five hundreds plus obviously Australian Open this year. Mm-hmm. Six different winners. Mm. Six or seven different winners. Yeah. Yeah. They they are though the kind of the players that you would expect to win Premier these titles. Play, in like, in terms of Schweitec yeah. and Guaf and uh, yeah. et cetera. Sabalenka winning. Um but yeah, six different winners. It's Which we see a lot on the women's side. We do. we do. We do see it a little bit more. There's a little bit less dominance at the top end. Um, but um,
0: it's been interesting, though. Like, we had uh, Qatar, where we had Sviatek up over Rybokina. Again, two of those top players in the final battling it out. Yep. Um, pretty sure Sviatek and Ostapanko both have the most match wins this, this season. Yep. Yeah, this this year so far. Osterpanko, like... Jeez, she hasn't... I don't think she's won a title this year, has she?
1: Yeah, she has. She won. She has? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, before AO, preseason, she won either Adelaide it? or Auckland. Gotcha. So she yeah. got
0: one title, had a decent run at the
1: Oz. Yeah, very good run at the Oz.
0: But like, I just don't see her as someone that's really knocking on the door for those like late-end tournaments. Like, I don't, I don't see her in semis and finals too often. No. She's just been grinding and beating players well, consistently. Well,
1: she has that game style of that all-out aggression, kind of like seaball ball, hit ball. It must be so hard to play against. And... When you're on, you're on. Yeah. yeah. S- s- same thing about... You know, we are talking last week about yeah, Yastremska. Yes, yeah. Ukrainian uh, WTA I player. Mean, similar. Similar. I think Yastremska's probably oh, a bit yeah. of a better mover than Ostapenko. Absolutely. But in terms of the way they hit the ball. Uh, moving on from... Should we get into Rotterdam? Yeah, let's get into Rotterdam. Big, big tournament. Sinner obviously backing up another title after his Australian Open win. Absolutely. Um, Putting himself at number three in the world, the highest-ranked Italian man ever, ever, ever. That's unreal, hey! I also think we got it wrong last week. He's not the first Australian uh, Italian man to win a slam. I think back in '76, uh, there was a French Open champion from Italy, Adriano Panatta. Panatta. Yeah, in '76, sorry, sorry, Adriano. Yeah, so, and he... Just he, a good 50 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a long time one. ago now. <laughs> and he got to a career high of number four in the world, so... With, oh, wow, so yeah, yeah, Sinner's now got that. Now, Sinner has that record, so the highest-ranked Italian man to ever play the game. What a legend. Um, He's just stopped now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still a body. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Why not? See you later. Um, also, for, great news for the Australians, and the Demon, Alex Diminar, finishing... Uh, this week's ranking at a career, or starting this week with a career high nine in the world. Top 10. Top 10. I think he snuck at number 10 in the world last couple of weeks ago yes. around the yeah. Australian Open. End of Oz. Um, but yeah, number nine in the world, and he bumps out Greek Stefanos Pass. Yeah, yeah. Quite Steph. quite a, you know, I'm not has, unha- I'm not unhappy about that, to
0: be <laughs> honest. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> a big fan of Steph. Not but many people uh, are
1: for some reason. I don't know what, I it, don't is, know what it is. but it is, Anyway. I don't know what it is. But anyway, he's out of the... T- he hasn't really had a great start to As the a, season. He's had a he. terrible start to the season. And I don't know. You could call it the Badoza effect. You could call are it... Are they still
0: together? I didn't think they were together Are anymore. they not? I don't think so. Oh, man. He could he, be wrong. I could... I'm
1: not 100%. I don't keep up with
0: Sitsa passes... Romantic involvement. Oh, gee, if
1: he's if he's separated with his with his uh romance and put that aside to his tennis, he could be a good stock pick. <laughs> Late in the season. Yeah. <laughs> get fit again. Yeah, anyway, so with Stefanos going out of the top ten, he's he someone he,
0: else that's also jumped out of the top ten as well. Oh who? Grigor.
1: Grigor's never hasn't been in it, has he? I thought he was, mate. Have I got it wrong? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Grigor's hunting. No, oh, Grigor is hunting. Yeah, anyway, so it's Kicks Stephanos out of the top ten, which creates a pretty remarkable feat. I don't know if you call it a remarkable feat in history. At the hands of Alex Dimon, are kicking him out is the top ten now sees no single-handed backhands for the first time ever, ever since the game started. Mate, both of us are are oneies. Yeah, which it's is a little sad to be honest. It is a little sad, and I was just thinking about it before. You know. Obviously, there's a fair few great ones going around still. With like with um, Rinker still floating around, mm. Grigor, mm. Eubanks. Eubanks. Um, he cha- he changed early in his career. Yeah, he's he's 13 bit, 14. To be honest, he's got a bit of an average oney. Um, who else is there? But it's a twenty. It is a oney. Uh, Sitsi floating. Sitsa city pass with the highest ranked oney at the moment. Yeah. Um, but geez, man, there's there's not few re- far between. Not really going. Not really many going around. Can you name a, a young
0: guy, a young junior coming up at the moment that's got a oney?
1: Sure,
0: oh, or Musetti. All I've
1: got is Musetti. Off the top, of I'm my sure hand. there's a couple of young j- junior Italians that have hopefully looked up to Musetti. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, this is the thing Just now. Juniors in general for the for the one e community out there, the one handed backhand community, we have no Federer to look up to anymore. No, 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 Roger. I mean, Vavrinka's not top ten or and anything like, anymore either. Think about how many people Federer has influenced to start or change. Doesn't matter if you're a pro- professional player or a recreational. How many players he influenced to start with the one-handed backhand, or at least yeah. change? Because I was one of those when I was like, I think twelve, thirteen. I saw Roger play and was like, yeah, "That's how I'm going to do that." Yeah. What's your who's your favorite player? Federer. What's Roger. his favorite? What's your favorite shot? Backhand.
0: Yeah. Easy. Easy. So tennis, obviously, coming from almost exclusive one-handed backhand mm. back in the day, especially with the wooden rackets. I think it was like your your eighties is where the the two-handed backhand started to really kick back in and start to oh, kick back in. Sorry, kick in and start to make some changes. But the oneies have been kind of dying since it's been <laughs> a slowly dying
1: breed, potentially due to the you know. Well, the women's tour was first. I think we right, only got there's only one woman the, one woman in the top one hundred with a oneie. See, that's unreal, and obviously, well, obviously for us as tennis players. But the, I think uh, the biggest kind of reason why is the pace of the game has yeah. just gotten like, oh, it's, it's, it's been ten lightning fast compared super to what it quick, was super quick super powerful and if you're not as skillful as Federer in terms of timing yeah you know Mercedes up there Richard Gasquet was one of them too if you're oh, not yeah, if, it's if, a if, you, if you're not up there with your timing and your movement it's, it's going to be a weakness in your game having a one handed backhand not having the two hands on for a bit of stability and well, I mean, even and
0: with Roger who for me has got one of the best backhands of all time what's his weakness? One-handed backhand.
1: Yeah, his backhand. Rafa just, just
0: exploited that for twenty years. Yeah. So it it is it is a very different shot. I think it does give you a few different options on the court. Generally, your oneies you can slice a bit better. I think those guys are generally a little better at the net. We see it a little bit more on the doubles tour. A few mm. more oneies floating around there. But in terms of the physicality and trying to deal with those balls that jump up above the shoulder,
1: which these boys with that when they hit that kick serve oh, jumps definitely. up, and we're it's seeing so tough, and we're seeing a result of that now at the moment with Stephanos. Yeah. Players are now like realising that they can hit big and heavy enough just to pepper the one hand and backhand, get it high, get it fast. And he's struggling. Get a couple of short balls he's, out of him and then put him it, under the pump. He is struggling with yeah. it. Yeah. So I don't know. Hopefully Grigor's got something to say why, about it.
0: Why do you think it is? Why do you think this one is dying or
1: moving to the stage stage where we haven't got many players floating around? I think it comes down to some of the co- like coaches, co- teaching a two handed backhand as you know, you're a youngster. Yeah. Very tough to teach a young kid to hit a single-handed backhand because they have no strength. Yeah. They need two hands on the racket. That's my feeling with the women's side. Women are generally a little bit yeah. less strong through the shoulders. So, in terms of learning early on, so, double-handed backhand. And it's not something in Australia anyway, in terms of coaching, has been taught when or how or why to transition a player from a two-handed backhand to, to a one-handed, a one-handed backhand. backhand. Usually, in the past, with Federer playing, the reason would be their favourite player is Federer. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's pretty easy to justify that as well when you've got number one in the world, who's been number one in the world for the past five years, ripping oneies. Yeah, why? Why would you do it? Well, he's doing it. Dominic he's he's team. doing
1: well. Team. So it's a couple things, right? Like you've got you've got coaches maybe not either backing themselves or not knowing or not kind of focusing on the transition. Yeah. And then you also have the pace of play just becoming bigger, faster, stronger, and tough for a one-handed to handle. Yeah. The benefits, though. A lot of benefits for a one-y. A lot of benefits for a one Looks sick. It does look sick. <laughs> Looks sick. I also think there's a bit more reach. Uh,
0: yeah, I think it actually... If, if you do it well, you take... If it's half a step or one step less out to your backy side compared to what a 2 yeah, does. Yeah, because obviously
1: you don't need the left hand or the right hand if you're lefty on Correct. top to, to hit the ball.
0: Correct. Versatility. It Because you've got that one hand on there more consistently, I, I feel the slice... Chipping and those balls are a little bit more natural for Definitely oneies. Definitely, we
1: see that with Grigor and Massetti.
0: Yeah, Roger even as well. Oh, even Stan the with the block. Yep. Like uh, I think it's more versatile as a shot. Not that twoies can't do it, but I think twoies generally develop those shots a little bit
1: later Definitely. than the oneie does. So and then added on, but yeah, but unfortunately, I think the game's gotten too fast and too big that yeah, the oneies are getting faded out. So are we going to see a resurgence in the oneies? I I honestly think we're going to. In the next few
0: years, I think we're going to see some coaches build some oneies. But it's going to have to be a bit different. It's going to have to be a bit more of a vrinka team. Those oneies like that can just come release and... Release on the ball. Exactly. Just and blast
1: through these guys. Probably less like Stefanos and Grigor. Yes. Grig- Even Mercedes down that end as well with yeah. Steph Grigor. And Grigor kind of gets away with his one-handed back and with his athleticism. Makes up for that lack of skill, mate. So, oh, mate, I hope... I had this... I envisioned... I think it was a dream. Or maybe I had this vision years ago of starting my own tennis academy and calling it like oney club or something. <laughs> and everyone had to have a 1-E. Jacks, <laughs> <laughs> Two handed back end? No, no, no. We're transitioning. You get out the court, but <laughs> yeah. You either transition to a oney or you're out of here. You go down the road, John. Um, but yeah, hopefully we see a bit of a resurgence. Yeah. At the I, moment, it's not going to happen. No. Nah, Maybe nah. the next generation over the next like five to ten years, we might I see a little bit. I just
0: think we've got to find an advantage to it. Mm. There's got to be a reason to do it. Um, just depending on how the game evolves and changes at the moment with how physical and how fast it is. I don't know if there's a need for it. And you got to have the strength. You do have to have the strength. Strength and timing. It's yeah. it's tough, mate. Strength and all timing. Yeah. But it's it's sad to see. The women are well ahead with the one he's obviously phasing out. Men getting there. I, uh, I hope we do see a resurgence, but I, I don't know. I honestly don't know where it's going to come from because for me it's a little bit of that old knowledge that these old dogs used to have. And if they're not passing it down through the next generation...
1: Well, hopefully hopefully, Fedzy, Roger Federer, starts a, his own tennis academy, just like Rafa did. Well,
0: it's just there's a good little segue there from you, mate. <laughs> there's, there's been some developments there. Oh, really? Well... Rafa's got a lot of money now coming in from the uh, UAE oh, for funding his tennis academy, yeah, and a lot of people—Navratilova, uh, Rodic, a few others—have spoken out, being like, "What are you doing, accepting money from these guys?" Yeah. Um, so, general tennis community pro- not actually too happy with Rafa for doing that. Um, I think it's actually a really interesting move from Rafa. He's there's a part of the world there over in Dubai where there's money, there's they, population, they want to spend it, they want to spend the money. They want to get into tennis. Like, they've got the Dubai. I mean, Qatar was just played.
1: Like, it's an unbelievable facility.
0: It is. There's money over there. There's people wanting to play the sport. I don't see anything wrong with Rafa going over and trying to create players. No. I'm all for it. Yeah. So, like, I don't see the issue at all. Alcaraz has come out and said that it's awesome. Like, go for it. Yeah, Rafa well, has kind of since taken a bit of, <laughs> a bit of a backlash, a bit of flack for it. And he's come out and said, look, in five, ten years' time, if no players come out of there, I'll admit I'm wrong. But at the moment, I think I can do something with it. So Roddick
1: and that have come out and, and gone, been no. against it, obviously, because it's coming from, like dirty, in quotation marks, yeah. dirty well, it's, money. It's
0: the whole, like, same with the Live Tour. A lot of, a lot gotcha. of people against it. It's I mean, there is chat as well of um, Dubai trying to, you know the rankings on the ATP? They have, like, the Nitto rankings. Yeah. I can't remember what company or affiliation it is, but Dubai's looking to take that sponsorship Right. For the ATP. At employment. the moment, it's Pepperstone. Pepperstone, there you go. So they're, they're looking at putting a lot of money into the ATP, and I think people are a little bit uh, worried that the Dubai, or sorry, the uh, UAE are going to start to take a lot of the money and bring players over.
1: Yeah. Well, I forget who it was that was explaining, either a cricketer or a rugby league player, got asked a question when live golf became a thing, whether they supported it or not. He made a really good point as, you know, it's probably not. Like the best, but you know, in our everyday lives, we we use fuel. Where does yeah. the fuel come from? Yeah, we use all these other like goods and services. Where yeah. where do they come from? Yeah, and ninety percent of the time, it's also from <laughs> the the same countries that are supporting these tournaments, which they don't like. So yeah, I thought that was a fair point. And at the end of the day, it's money for players. Like Bublik, after I think it was Rotterdam, I
0: can't remember where he lost. He lost to someone in his press conference. He was saying, "We play too much tennis." We need to be paid more to play less. Definitely. I think it's money coming from the UAE and you know separate tours, like the UTS that moritoglu has got up and running, that's mm. a great little avenue for players to go in and earn a couple of hundred thousand dollars or I don't know what they get paid for. Yeah, it, it's
1: great, great little like entertainment piece too. I don't think yeah. it's very sustainable,
0: but I like it. But if there's money over, if you can go to Dubai and play over there for two or three months in the same area and not
1: have to travel definitely and i don't know mate, i think 2024 coming to the end of 2024 we're going to see some big developments in terms of some saudi backed atp wta yeah uh 20s. tour yeah or competing rather w- yeah. with the atp and wta so i think we talked about it last year with the atp and wta ceos talking about the merging central merger yeah which should be great i'd to be honest if the, if that doesn't happen and the wta needs money Who's offering? That's right. <laughs> Who's offering? And, and and like you said too, with the public example, is players players want to play less? They do. It's a 50, 50 weeks a year season. <laughs> it's rough, man. It is, and and, and especially to that one hundred to two hundred in the world ranking, you can't really. It's tough to it's take rough a week off. The money, yeah. You know, because yeah. you you want to play that week. You want to get get that extra few thousand dollars and yep. keep adding to it, and then travel to the next place. Maybe it gets a little bit better, and you can be a bit more selective when you are in the side of the top forty. Yeah, but at the same time, geez, I, I reckon those players would love three to f- three months off during the year. Oh, absolutely. So that's that's my big kind of.
0: For me, mate, their job—they're not with family all day every day. They're not with friends. Like they're traveling no. to and from, and it's a stressful job. You you don't have a base that you can sit down in. Like they'll come home for a week or two, and then head off and. Yeah, to be able to come home for a couple
1: of weeks in the middle of the year and not have to worry about anything, that's massive. Yeah, and imagine what they can do in those three months off too. They can obviously rest and recover, spend time with their family. They can also do more media obligations, grow yeah. the game a bit, spend yeah. more time doing that. Instead and you've seen players it at, at the back
0: end of the season. Like you get a few guys that are still fit, but like the results at the back end of the season change a lot. Like that Paris Masters at the end of the season. That was. It's wh- always a mixed bag. Who wins that? <laughs> who's
1: who's still standing? <laughs> who's still by still time standing the physically season? and yeah. mentally. So, yeah, that's my big call for 2024 is a bit more talks on this uh, live tennis. Yeah, live tennis. Like <laughs> live <that>. live <laughs> tennis coming in to talk. So, um, yeah, that's my pick. And but if we, uh, mate, if we just head back to the results for
0: a little bit, we uh, we did have a quick chat about Sinner. Yes. And he's, you know, pumping it, killing it.
1: Alcaraz. Two in the world. Two in the world. He's losing, I think, 300 points next week. Yep, which will keep him at two in the world. But if he has a bad result and Sinner then makes a final in uh, Rio, which is the 500 coming up, that could be a little swapsies mm. at two and three, mm. putting Sinner at two in the world. Alcaraz not looking good.
0: No, he'd be fine. Okay, no, Sorry, He'll... Let me say, he's
1: not looking great. He's, he's looking not. Okay. He's not looking his unbelievable self of what he saw, what we saw from him eight to ten months ago, mm. where he was untouchable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't really know what it is like listening to him after his loss to Yari. And, was it semi-finals? Even um, quarters, I think. But yeah, listening to him after that, he was just kind of saying he says all the right things, but he's just saying it's his concentration. Yep, concentration and focus through the matches. He was saying he didn't feel like he actually read the match well in terms of when to push and when to hold back. Yari obviously a really tough player, and you know he, he plays a good enough game when you serve him well to beat anybody in the world. Oh, absolutely, but. It's a bad loss for Alcaraz. It's a pretty bad loss. It's he said in the conference too that it hurt him. He was like, "It hurt me a lot."
1: Yeah, he was, so, like, he
0: was obviously looking to win that and win that comfortably. Yeah, I think he's struggling a little bit with the expectation. Like every, he's he's at the stage now where he's got that Roger, Rafa, Djokovic. He, people are expecting when him. He, when he hops on court, it's a win. Yeah, and he's, people want him to win.
1: He's win, and the expectation is he's winning slams. Yes, yes, he's winning thousands. He's winning slams.
0: Unfortunately, he's in an era where everybody has just seen like three guys win 20 slams <laughs> <laughs> so you know if he had to come 20, 20 years earlier you got Pete Sampras who's kind of won 14 but didn't win every slam yeah, out but,
1: there but this I think this is a good thing too Sin has kind of stepped up and overtaken him in a way and he's the guy to beat at the moment and hopefully yeah. Alcaraz kind of sees that and, yeah. and, and lifts I hope so I hope I, so I just
0: think with him it's kind of mental and
1: I don't think it's physical. He, he's an absolute animal, absolute beast. So his, his I, game is unreal. Hopefully, he stays with him because it's going to be an absolute. It's going to be a rivalry for years to come. Yeah, Sinna Alcaraz. Yeah, we'll be seeing many slam finals, along with hopefully Medvedev. Might and, be
0: good. Okay. Might be good for Sinner to take a little bit of the limelight off Alcaraz for six to twelve months, if Sinner can kind of go well and everyone's on Sinna, 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 and Alcaraz can kind of work on his game. a little game bit less pressure and a little bit less pressure, and then maybe like he's what is he twenty? Is he twenty one? Gee, if that. If that, yeah, like, you know, he's still young. Roger didn't win his first slam until he was 21. There you go. So there's there's 20 20 atomic slams coming. (laughs) It's
1: honestly still on the cards. (laughs) Absolutely. He just needs to start soon. All (laughs) right. Please. Let's wrap it up there. That's our tennis chat for today. This week, we'll come back next week with some more updates. I think we're kicking off with, I think Rio starts this week, a couple of 500s, and then the week after, flowing into. Indian Wells in Miami, mm. which is mm. bloody exciting. Yeah, keep happening, keep um, happening. Maybe anyway. a
0: little update next week with uh, rugby as well, a little preseason. Oh, definitely, mate. <laughs>
1: They're going to Las Vegas for the first I round. I saw
0: that, I saw that. Should be good. Live on KO. Yeah,
1: I don't know if I'll subscribe, though. It's getting expensive. It is getting expensive. A little sponsor, that'd be good. For the rugby, though. KO sponsor. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming this far, Swizzle. Thanks for the sporting yarn. Game or sport, man.
0: See you guys. See you later.